Gresham College presents London, a global maritime centre in a changing world. An introduction by the Right Honourable the Lord Mayor, the Lord Mount Evans. Michael, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for that kind introduction and welcome, everybody, to the Guildhall home of the City of London Corporation. And I must say, for this very maritime event, I'm so thrilled to see the library absolutely full this evening. Well done, all of you. Thank you for coming here. On the day of the Lord Mayor's show, I, like all Lord Mayors, set out on a barge on the Thames. I pass lampposts adorned with heraldic fish. Then, after the show is finished, I return to the mansion house and enter under a giant stone pediment which shows Old Father Thames and the goddess of commerce luxuriating together. Finally, I walk up to my apartment using a staircase festooned with stucco anchors. Why is the river so prominent in the symbolism of the city? It's because the Thames has always been essential to the economic development and success of the city. As recently as the 16th century, a majority of Londoners earned their living directly from the river, whether through fishing, building embankments, or more esoteric professions. Then, with the development of international trade, the Thames became one of the most important and valuable arteries in the world. New facilities sprung up along its length, from the first development of Docklands in 1802 to the King George V dock in the early 20th century to the recent London Gateway. Whatever the changes in the economy, the Thames has remained London's route to the world. It makes London, London. Having spent 43 years as a shipbroker, I'm proud to see today's maritime sector held in such very high esteem overseas. I just came back from 10 days in the Gulf, and everybody asks your opinion, your views on every aspect of the market and how it's seen from London. We are at the cutting edge of all the vital services that enable the charter, classification, sale and purchase of the world's ships, and much of our technology is world-leading too. But other maritime nations, like Singapore and Cyprus, are hungry to emulate our success. If we want to protect our status and our prosperity, not to mention an industry that contributes over 20 billion pounds to our GDP, then we have to carry on evolving and improving. In September, the government, that, well, the Department for Transport published the Maritime Growth Study, the first such exercise for almost two decades, which I was honored to chair. The study provides a blueprint for a competitive, skilled sector. In short, it will allow us to consolidate our position in what is a massive global market. Among other things, I recommended the government provides cross-departmental support for maritime growth, promotes the UK maritime sector through UKTI and embassies, and explores different ways to get young people more interested in, more aware of, maritime. If the government follows these recommendations, then they have done a huge amount to maintain the UK's position as the world's foremost maritime centre, and the signs are very encouraging.
But ladies and gentlemen, my study didn't shovel all the responsibility onto the government's doorstep. The role of the industry is absolutely vital. And if we don't pull our weight, how can we expect government to support us? The industry must work together to identify the most important issues and create one single body, a body that can genuinely represent and promote UK maritime, at home and abroad, in an, Im in an immensely competitive environment. One lucid, distinct voice to promote, to promote us internationally and making sure that we attract the brightest, most ambitious people into marine and maritime jobs. If we fail in this vital test, we will have surrendered what is a golden opportunity to put maritime in its rightful place at the heart of the government's economic plans. Ladies and gentlemen, by definition, shipping is a movable industry. Providers of maritime services can be offered all sorts of allurements to up sticks and move elsewhere. But currently, despite all the various sweeteners, despite all the overtures, the global maritime industry chooses to take its lead from London and the UK. We have the people, the facilities, and the ambition necessary to set the agenda for a truly global industry. And as Lord Mayor, come what may, I am determined to maintain our preeminence. I'm fascinated to hear the contributions of this roster of excellent speakers this evening. One of the most important and least copyable things that the city has in its favor is the vividness of life here, the unmistakable London buzz. The Brains Trust of Gresham College is a significant part of that. The lectures and events that you put on have contributed hugely to life here. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank you all, and particularly my friend Michael Minnelli, and for that. Today's event will be no exception. Professor Costas Graminos founded surely the world's finest shipping MBA at Cass Business School and is responsible for establishing shipping finance as an entirely standalone academic discipline. Then we have Dr. Nicholas Tsakos, chairman of Intertanko and a shipping polymath, recognized for his work in sustainability, equity finance, philanthropy, and more. It's truly my great regret that I won't be able to stay throughout the whole duration. So sorry in advance for my shuffling off at a certain point, but I'm absolutely delighted to see so many people here. Thank you to all the speakers, the organizers, and you, the audience. Let's make this an evening to remember. Thank you all. For all further information, please visit www.gresham.ac.uk.